1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Hello and welcome to Dream Job Ready. My name is Dane Sharp and I'm your host and I'm joined on this episode by my special guest Sharon Donaghy, who's an expert in career counselling, leadership development and executive coaching.
0: Please note that the opinions of guests are their own and not those of the companies they have worked for.
1: G'day Sharon, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Firstly, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm always good, and I'm stoked that we've finally got this locked in because we've literally been playing chess with the calendar, trying to not only set but actually, you know, keep uh, this date locked in to record this podcast. We've had plenty going on. I've got a new child. I'm working for a couple of new companies, in, including a new surfboard company called ECS and a new startup. And from your side, you're wearing a stack of hats right now. Um, you've got plenty of work on some really interesting stuff, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, plus you're working from home, but it's a temporary home up in Queensland as you've temporarily relocated because your husband, Dave, is the CEO of the Melbourne storm. We're literally a couple of days away from the grand final, which that team's about to suit up into. Um, I'm glad you're doing really good, but how the heck are you juggling everything and and making sense of everything going on right now in your world and in the real world as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, Dane. It's it's been um it's been really interesting and it, it has been a juggle. It has been a journey. We um we packed for a week away um on a camp trip and here we are at the sunny coast um with the storm and um looking forward to the grand final. Um I have launched a business up here and um, our kids have started school up here. So it is a juggle, but I tell you what, it's it's been fun and it's been a lot of personal and professional development for me as well along the way, which I'm looking forward to talking about.
1: We, I saw, you know, some big smiles and we had a few laughs before we hit record. So you're obviously doing well and, you, you know, your experience uh, in your career hopefully mm-hmm. as, as, as um, you know, I guess as best situated you for this as, as possible. You know, you're an expert across career development, leadership development, uh, coaching. So hopefully, you've been able to kind of, you know, compartmentalize that yourself and, and learn from that. Um, you know, obviously, most people will listen to this podcast. Well, nearly everybody will listen to this podcast post grand final. So I'll just say, you know, pass the good luck on to Dave and the team for me, uh, and it'll be interesting to see the result now. I want to throw straight away to the to the fact that when I look through your career, and, and I'm going to go way back and go into your you know, university days. You studied education, a couple of different um, you know, degrees across that, and then I look through your career and it, and it looks like a you know a fantastic plan that you've had that you've managed to you know succeed and work through and, and kind of tick that off. Has it been you know that chronologically simplified or? Has it been as sporadic as the rest of us? I'd love to know about how your career journey has unfolded.
0: Yeah, the good old perception versus reality, I think. Um, Absolutely not. For me, um, I grew up in a small coastal country town, um, Wugulga, in northern New South Wales, and... um, i was an athlete um, in the areas of sport touch football and and running and for me the areas of um, further study in the sport field was something that i always wanted to do Um, and the mental health side of thing was big for me as well and so i did a lot of research in that space and i was like i want to be a sports psychologist great the only university that offers this is the university of western sydney Um, So my actual first year out of um, school, I was on the road to Western Sydney. A coastal beach girl um, straight to Bankstown was such a big (laughs) shock to me. Um, And after a semester, I, um, I was like, no, this isn't me or who I am. And my first lecture, the lecturer asked the cohort, how many sports psychologists are currently practicing in the country today? And this was 2000 and the answer was four and i was like oh my gosh i'm never going to get a job um and we very well know now that most sporting organizations will dave with the storm he has two sports psychs it's critical um but at that time they they it wasn't happening so um i did like what a lot of people do and and made the call to my friends how's brisbane because obviously we had to move away to study and they're like it's great come up to uq and i was like awesome what am i going to study education's good um people that are interested in sports sports psych off we go um exercise science and um yeah so i completed my education degree and um Became a teacher, and and that was great. That was wonderful. But I had this voice at the back of my mind. It, it wasn't me. And um, at the time, I, I didn't have the the skill sets to be able to tap into what I value, what are my goals, and and all of those. I was the first the first person in our family to to go on to further study. So, um, we just didn't have have those resources there to tap into. So. For me, it was a process of experimentation and understanding what I like and what I found is that I really enjoyed working one-on-one with the students, understanding what makes them tick, what were their pathways. So um, for me, my master's in educational psych was um, the natural progression after eight years of teaching and um, in that space, I I really fell in love with the career development side of things and I had an opportunity to work one-on-one. Conducting a research project, um, two research projects with Dr. Mary McMahon, who is the um, the godmother of career development, and um, and so I did two research projects. One in elite athletes and and their transitions. So for me, I, I went full circle and. That's something that I really notice working with um, with young adults is that um, when we get to the crux of p- potential pathways for them, um, if if they don't take that pathway, they always end up coming back to it anyways. And um, and for me, that that was my full circle coming back to that. And my other research project was Indigenous Australians and social justice and career development because, um, as we know, um, young adults take the advice. Or 80% of advice is from their family members and, and they only know what they know. So um, it, it's, it's really dear to my heart, the social justice piece. And um, yeah, so from that, I was able to work with some elite athlete teams. And, um, and then we moved to Melbourne for Dave's role where I was head of careers at Caulfield Grammar, um, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, and then, yeah, I, I went into the big bad corporate world and um, here I am today with my own business.
1: Yeah, and and you know now you are a resource for a lot of the people that obviously you're working with that are trying to, um, you know, better develop themselves in their current roles, figure out what they want to do, and, and everything yeah. in between. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the that's what I've been really looking forward to, you know, um, talking with you about for this podcast is is kind of the best of both worlds. One, I'd I'd love to kind of see what you've Learned and discovered through some of your roles, and, and and you know, feel free to throw it to you to call out any of those particular roles mm. or jobs or projects that you've worked with. But then also secondary um, uh, is around, you know, what what you do on the day to day and how that's going to help. Um, you know, this show's listener, uh, we mm. get a lot of different messages uh, from people that are in you know, all walks of life of their career. Some people are 10, 15 years in. I've had others that are you know, obviously students and, and wondering what they're going to do. Others that are students and know exactly what they want to do. So again, a bit of everything and I'm sure you're dealing with that. Um, I'd love to know, um, you know right now, as you said, you know, you've just started a new business and, and, and I've got a couple of things going on. What are your main focus and priorities you know, right at this minute um, and for the next you know, foreseeable future?
0: yeah yeah and and that's a really interesting question because um, as we know it's it's a holistic model and um, i'm I'm juggling mum, wife. Path career pathway at the moment, but my focus is um developing and growing this business, and I'm really fortunate that word of mouth is is a really nice um it's a really nice thing in in COVID and and the business is going really well. Um, on on the flip side of that, we um with a um career development practitioner, I put together a um well, we put together an employability program when COVID hit. Um and and so that's adapt people and um we felt a really strong pull to give back and that's the social justice model for me that's really dear to my heart. When when COVID hit, so many people were losing their jobs and it, it was it was really, really heartbreaking to watch. So I felt like I had a skill set to give back and um I was on the national exec for the career development association of Australia at the time and um so I reached out to one of one of my um, people there, and and we in in about two and a half weeks did about six months worth of work, um, and we created an online facilitated employability program. Um, we touched about three thousand people, um, which was just awesome. So, um, and that was four weeks of facilitation, follow up resources, and these weren't people that um, had. These were educated people that were lost. So for us now, it's how do we take this and and scale it? And we're talking to um, universities at the moment, both in Australia and internationally about implementation of this program, which is really exciting to support humans in this space. So at the moment, my priority is working one-on-one with with people and um, also scaling that through the Adapt People program and the employability program.
1: So can I ask, um, Adapt people? Obviously, I'll include a link uh, to that in the description of this podcast. Um, mm. Just talk. So is that it's still live now? Um, and, and how is it working now? Or are you are you just going into the second phase of it?
0: Yeah. So we roll it out four times, um, voluntary um and and that's where where we touched all of our people we we stopped purely because um life got in the way of that um we were really fortunate the AFL picked it up um and rolled it out in their stand down package um and um and from that we were like oh okay we think we've got something that we can market here and 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 put out and and make um and put a strategy behind it so that that's what we've done with that so um, if if People are. We do want to put in the social justice piece, but first we need to make money to be able to do that. So that's where we're at at the moment is, is looking um, for backing as well to get behind it.
1: And it's, it's, it's amazing what you know, we as people are able to achieve, you know, put under pre- those kind of pressures. Um, you know, I spoke to Laurie Holloway, um, who's the recruiter and talent acquisition for Cisco yeah. uh, in the States, and that was right as, I guess, COVID was getting real And, you know, she's got a full-time job, huge job with Cisco, but she was able to, with uh, support of kind of the HR and recruitment network within Cisco, initiate a very quickly, uh, a similar, a different tactical, but similar kind of concept, which is how do we help people that are now, you know, all of a sudden overnight uh, 180 degrees from where they were yesterday and the same kind of thing is they had to react super quickly so it probably wasn't the perfect you know stitched plan but it was amazing and 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 executed to you know probably the perfect degree what it needed to help those people and then they wanted to take a step back and then work out how does this become a real thing moving forward that obviously does work and how can we build it out to kind of continue working from there.
0: A really interesting thing that we found um, with ADAPT people is um, we've worked with um, Dr Peter McElveen from the University of Southern Queensland around he has an employability um, survey so we did a a pre and a post survey of our participants and and what we found was that the majority of participants so there's four employability um, profiles essentially most of them were optimism dominant and and what what they were missing was this self-efficacy and The self belief in in their abilities. So, going through the program and just unpacking those foundational pieces like their values, who they are, their goals, etc., really increases that self efficacy again and, and their self belief. So that that was really interesting to measure that in our participants as well.
1: Guess what? This is a commercial break. That's right. Dream Job Ready has a sponsorship partner for this episode. But I'm not here to flog insurance or energy providers. I'm doing this to support my two nephews, Mitch and Nelson, who have launched their own clothing business. It's always said that you should support your friends and family, and I'm a huge believer in that. And I also really love the shop local movement that's happening around Australia and around the world right now. Uh, So the boys, Mitch and Nels, they've launched their own brand, Monkey Stick, uh, which you can look up and shop at www.monkeystick.co. They're doing t-shirts, long sleeves, jackets, hoodies, windbreakers, socks, and plenty more. Uh, They've also been kind enough to give me, uh, their uncle, an exclusive discount promo code to offer listeners of this show. So, Dane15, that's D-A-N-E-1-5, that's going to get you 15% off your order on monkeystick.co. We've got Black Friday coming up, Christmas is fast approaching, and heck, we need new t-shirts, socks, and jackets all year round, let's be honest. www.monkeystick.co is the website, I think that's also their Instagram handle too. The promo code is Dane15, D-A-N-E-1-5, and as I said, that'll get you 15% off your next order. Mitch, Nels, great work, boys. I'm loving the new socks, loving the primate tee, uh, and I hope that the listener goes and checks out monkeystick.co. Now, back to the show. One of the things we spoke about previously trying to set this um, podcast record up was around, um, you know, the notion or, or um, the theme of employability. Um, can you, From your side, what does that mean, you know, at – at the overarching bird's eye view and then if you can talk to you know your day-to-day roles and and um the the people you work with how you break down what employability is how do you make sure people know what it is have got it etc
0: um and and it's a really good point that you make because um People sometimes have the misconception that they're coming to work with a career practitioner and we're going to get them the job. And what it really is, is we're giving you the resources to own it. Um, and if, if they're not in that headspace yet, um, it, it's not going to work. Um, but I, I think, Dame, what's really important is that um, we need to ensure the foundation for career development is mental health. Um, and um, if, if the mental health isn't there, there's no point having that conversation um so foundationally mental health and that's what we've put into the adapt people program is we've worked with the psych for session one and and have spoken about the mental health piece and and what makes you tick um and doing the personal reflections um first and foremost following that um the the next layer is is understanding personal values um and i've, I've been listening to your podcast and so many um of the amazing humans that you're speaking to are saying align to your values make sure you're aligned and what what the missing piece is people like yeah i need to align to my values and then you're like what are my values how do i find out what my values are so especially in young people um I, i think we need to peel back the layers and and really work with them and this is why um working in the school environment it was quite a challenge because you only have half an hour with a student and you go 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 and that's part of the reason I stepped out into the private sector because it's it's not just a half an hour session it's understanding who you are at the core what makes you tick so then you can progress on to making more employable so you're looking at your values you're looking at your goal setting you're looking at your personality um and then from that what we're doing. is um, understanding your personal brand as well. Um, Who are you and what makes you stand out? Um, Especially for people that are going into further study, they're going into cohorts of hundreds and thousands what are you going to do that's going to um, I- extend your degree and, and make you stand out and, and what makes you special and um, and so we work with humans to really highlight that and allow them to, to understand and, and build that self-efficacy in them and then and then finally obviously those tangible pieces of becoming employable um, <laughs> where do you want to work what do you want to do what's your resume look like etc how do you interview um, and, and all of those takeaways so essentially that's the employability um, framework that that I work with, um, I use. Um, it's it's called System Theory Framework, um, which is a holistic framework which doesn't just look at employability. It looks as you looks at you as a whole person, which is critical um, in employability.
1: And and if I can, I really love what you said about um, the pace as well. And I think that's such an interesting notion. I'd love to just spitball some stuff that I'm thinking about now. And just you can disagree or agree with it or, or, or riff off it yourself, feel free. But, you know, I think that's such an interesting notion, just like you were saying that, you know, in that um, educational piece where you felt like oh, I've only got 30 minutes to, you know, solve or, or crack an egg that's going to take a lot longer than this. My sense and and, and what I've seen with a lot of, um, you know, I, I can say I'm, I'm an older person now so I can say younger people, is is <laughs> that there, there there's a sense and, and most of the time it's not there but it feels like it's there that you have to make, like these decisions have to come around quickly and geez I need to make a decision and and you know the whole world's expecting me to know what I want to do or I've got to make a decision what I want to do this or that and a lot of the time you know as you get a you know a little bit more experienced and learn and go through it multiple times you realize that well it's just pressure that is there and maybe I'm putting it on myself or maybe someone else is but it doesn't need to be there. Um, I'd love to know just in that essence of pace and and unrealistic expectations that you need to know everything all the time the moment you need to know it when you're working across your 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 vast i guess spectrum of people you're working with that whether they are elite athletes or whether they've come from you know difficult situations what what advice are you giving them about that notion of you've got time uh, or you you know you've got the opportunity to work this stuff all out you don't need to know everything yesterday is that something you you look at and work on or, or you know throw something throw an alternative back to me
0: yeah, no, it, it absolutely is, and um, these these people that I'm working with are um, they're young, and um, they're not expected. They're not expected to know what they want to do or, or where they want to go. And as I said earlier, they only know what they know. So, if if they're if they're in in their family bubble, and mum and dad are both teachers, they only know education, um, and and what what's beyond that um, is unknown to them. So. Um, and that comes back to the to the self efficacy piece around um, role modelling, um, and and having good role models, um, and understanding what a positive role model is. Um, and social media is a is a tricky one with that at the moment with our young humans. But um, no, they they're not expected to know what they want to do, and it is a process of experimentation. Um, so if someone came in and I, I love. I love the young people that come to me and say, "Sharon, I have no idea what I want to do." Um, I rub my hands together and get really excited um, because you're starting with a blank canvas and um, you're working through. And maybe it is they go into a more generalist degree and they start to pick and experiment what they like. And then after that, maybe it is a master's. Maybe it's internships and experimentation in in that way. But absolutely not. They are young. Um, even graduates that come to me and they're still like, oh, "I don't know." what I want to do, Um, it's around understanding, once again, who, who they are, absolutely, and how can we give them the experiences that they want to start making decisions, and I'm actually going to give a plug, there's, I don't know if you've heard of Inside Sherpa, It's an Australian company um, that um, and an amazing um, male um, created it. He did a comms law degree um, purely on the basis that there was an experience for him and he got into the world of work and was like, oh, this isn't what I expected. So it's all virtual internships um, for young people to understand what... The world of work actually looks and feels like, and in this COVID world, it is it's brilliant. So, um, I will send through the link to you to to put in in the notes. But um, yeah, for young people to get exposure, it's it's really wonderful. And um, he's in Silicon Valley at the moment. It's extending the program. So yeah, it's it's a really good one.
1: Inside Sherpa, yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll include that link in the in the podcast mm-hmm. description. And, um, you know, I'm always an advocate and I talk about it plenty in this show actually about work experience, um, you know, the opportunity yep. of doing any kind of internship, um, whether that's, you know, face-to-face, virtually, one week, one day. Um, it just gives you a chance, slows you down almost a little bit and just gives you a chance to test something out, try it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think what you were saying before and even your, you know, your nod to what you studied versus – you know what you became and didn't like and then went to do is, is a great example of the fact that um, you, we can invent a lot of that stuff right now and it's hard to you know think about realistically but the majority of us are off the production line and you know a job title today is completely different to what it was five years ago and ten years ago so the opportunities are endless
0: Another really good example of that is um, I am going to speak of Dave, um, my husband. Um, He had no idea what he wanted to do, knew he was good at English and um, came to Brisbane and studied journalism politics. Um, And with that degree, um, university, did he study hard? Probably not. But what he did do was... um, connect with News Limited and worked part-time as a journo, which gave him the opportunity to to run the paper in Townsville when he graduated. From that, go to the Herald Sun in in Melbourne. And um, for the young listeners, it's it's really important from this, he took the opportunity to actually write his job proposal to the Melbourne Storm, told them that they needed a media and comms person, and that's how he got his foot in the door with the sports world. So he's, he's His degree is actually an arts degree in um, politics and a journalism degree, and now he's running the most successful football club in in the country. So it's it's all about what you do with it. Um, Don't be defined by your degree.
1: Yeah, that that's that's amazing. You know, I think you mentioned as well, young, youngest CEO of um of a rug, yeah. you know, football professional yeah. rugby league club, yeah. which is amazing. And I think what you're saying about getting creative, thinking outside the box, don't be defined. Yeah. You know, I know that's a theme that that um you know, you've wanted to talk about, and, and I love it. And we've we've touched on it in some previous episodes, and you know, some of my guests have really kind of emphasise the you know, the opportunity that people have to, hey, just show me what you're willing to do. Maybe you'll get it completely wrong in the pitch or the concept, but just put the, the effort and the enthusiasm there and maybe we can meet in the middle. Um, build yep. on that a little bit more if you can uh, and, and maybe, you know, lynch on a certain, um, you know, framework that you work with people, but the ability to think outside the box or the opportunity mm-hmm. to think outside the box, how do you help manifest that with the people you're working with?
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to understand what the labour market is. And um, post post COVID, we know that um, health is is going to be big. Um, and um, so I'm using this as an example. If if we say I'm am an IT person, let's let's start looking for IT roles within this field. And and so we need to start thinking outside of, with our blinkers on, I need to work in IT, how can we, or a, a data analysis, for example.
1: Just sorry to cut you off, but I, like, that's so simple, but I love it. Like, it's just for seeing where the bigger opportunity or that bigger pond is going to be, right? I'm going to throw it back to you, but I just wanted to really say like, such a simple concept, but I don't think, a, I don't think we think about that enough. Just like, where's that opportunity coming? I'll throw back to you, but I love it.
0: So um so yeah, open your eyes to the opportunity, and it's about understanding where the, the landscape of the world of work is, and that's education, and that's working with a professional. You're not expected to know it; you can do your own research, but that's that's what we that's what we do. Um, another another good um example is looking at potential micro credentialing. Micro credentialing is becoming really popular at the moment, and these are little snippets um to value add to your degree. So, for example, when I left the head of careers at Caulfield Grammar and I went into the corporate sector um, I was terrible in in finance um, and it's something that I needed to learn and there's a really great website I don't know if you've seen it MOOCs MOOCs and yeah MOOCs.org and it there's free there's free micro credentialing courses everywhere so I did a four-week finance course um, with Columbia University um, and it's got me up to speed and um and so those little pieces that will value add to who you are so you can market yourself and sell yourself in in an interview are are so valuable and then we also have the gig economy as well which is going gangbusters and and um, students working a diversity of roles to get their experience up because we know that employees want experience we know that 90 percent now of jobs that these young adults are going to go into will require some form of training which is huge so um how are you going to do that how are you going to get your experience um they they really need to know that and then the good old networking um how are you going to do that and um now more more than ever um speaking with young people we need to work on linkedin it's it's huge and they need to understand how to use it and um get over themselves in that space and and just get on it and and utilize it and start the networking and and be really confident when they are having conversations um with with people who who they might not know um and and do the cold calling, or start by reaching out with your networks around who you know and um start that conversation
1: yeah no i I agree wholeheartedly with all of that. I think you know we we talk about mentors a lot I, I love the conversations about that because it's it's for forever been important you know the the who you know and what you know they're both equal parts to it, but it's more and more as as you've mentioned becoming. Um, somewhat essential because there's so many platforms to be seen on, so many different tools, and and, and as you said, also so many different uh, expectations that employers have now. The ability to potentially reference check that with someone or, or come with a validation from someone else is, is crucial. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, I just want to um I want to throw back to you know very supportive of what you said about foreseeing where those future opportunities are, and and just looking at how we can you know make that slight turn or slight angle to kind of go after that. You know, you used a great example of, hey, I'm in my IT. Health is going to be huge. How do I embrace that? I wanted mm-hmm. to um, coach me for a second, if, if you will, because this is this is a real experience that I've had in the past where I actually do think I'm someone that does proactively look forward a lot. Sometimes that's been met with roadblocks because the business that I've been working with hasn't had that same visionary you know, look into where we need to go. Um, I think there's probably a lot of people that have had the same frustration with, you know, quote unquote or inverted commas digital over the past, right? Like when the digital thing kind of happened, businesses were like, no, this isn't really a thing and social. And all that. Um, what would your, how do you coach people that do come in maybe and sort of say, I want to go and do this. Like this is the future opportunity, but are, are getting roadblocks or aren't getting anywhere because maybe they're a little bit ahead or seeing something that, whoever they're trying to work with hasn't reached yet?
0: Mm, And, and it's a fine line and it's a really tricky question. Um, So dependent on the individual, obviously, um, when we are working with someone that, that has this big visionary um, idea, it's, it's breaking it down in into the small pieces and, and how are you going to approach it? How is it a conversation um, with a manager? Um, how are you going to have that conversation? What does that look like for you? If it goes well, brilliant. If it doesn't go well, what are we going to do about it? Um and, and how are we going to approach it there? I love the entrepreneurial philosophy of fail fast, fail for fail forward, fail fast. Um and, and do that really quickly so you can learn you can grow um, and you can move on. Now, is, is this organisation for you if they're not supporting you or do we need to potentially explore other opportunities for you? So it's it's a very situational by situational um, uh, task that we need to perform, but it's about breaking it down and, and taking it step by step. And, and as you can see by me, I'm all about the foundations and about putting a plan in place to support you to achieve. Yes, we've got this goal. How are we going to get there? What are the segments that are required for you to get there?
1: That's been a real life um, situation for me in the past. And I think your feedback is is spot on, a series of it. And I think breaking it down uh, regardless of whether it was a yes or a no is crucial and learning from that and Mm -hmm. and i've I've just finished a a six-part series around mastering the sales process with with a, a sales coach noah cohen and one of the things that really hit home for me within that was around you know as a salesperson you're hoping to get a yes but you you just want an outcome was what he was really enforcing and if that outcome's a no how do you learn from it? Why was it a no? How can I go back and then readdress it to move on? And, and I, I loved when he kept talking about that because it, it, you know, people get shattered with the no and oh my god, they don't understand me and blah blah blah. But take a step back. What didn't Happen or what didn't click or what didn't understand and then how do i work back through it so I, so i love your idea of breaking it down having that plan to go through it because yeah i've 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 had that challenge in the past um, i'd love to go back and approach some of those challenges now knowing what i know and you know having advice like that versus then. but i think that's a crucial one hey i'm mm-hmm. um, a, a slight tangent but i want to jump to this uh week's listener question of the week if I can, which has come, uh, come through from a listener named James. Uh, so I'll read what James has sent me. Uh, I, I'm sure you're going to have uh, valuable advice. So James has written, I've recently been through a very long recruitment and application process. So I'm imagining lots of interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made me curious to how I can better stand out throughout, throughout a series of interviews. What are the main factors that distinguish me uh, or distinguish two similar candidates?
0: Mm, good question. Um. So is he, is James, was he successful? We don't know.
1: Don't know. I think he's still in the process. I think this is one of the situations that's becoming very um, common these days where it's six, seven, eight interviews. Yeah. Some of them are probably great. Some of them are like, why did I even do that one? And yeah. and, and, and from what I take from his chat, sorry, what I would take from his chat Is that he's being told that he's down to the final two? Yeah. I guess he's feeling like he's done everything and answered all the questions. So that, and I know you don't have the context behind all that, but (laughs) anything that, uh, any, any words of wisdom, uh, I guess, around what are the two main what are the main factors that distinguish two similar candidates?
0: yeah and um i think it's it's the organization themselves and obviously what what they're they're looking for clearly james is a, a great human to get to the final two because as we know those grad processes are huge um so you've got your psychometrics you've got your group interviews and and all of that fun stuff and then when we get to um the the final interviews it's it's around is is it a culture fit um will will james be the best candidate for the organization um and i I think they'd be looking for the um the enterprise type skill sets that, that James can bring. Um, will he be able to communicate with, with the team? Um, will he show initiative? Will he have the leadership capability that we are looking for within the organisation? Um, does he have the digital literacy that we need? Um, so, all of those enterprise type skill sets that align with the organisation and what they're looking for, um, I, I think, are critical and that will be the distinguishing factor. Um, it's really important to remember, James, if if he's listening, that if if you are unsuccessful, um, that that you are following up and asking the question. Um, thank you, thank you for your time. I really valued the process. Um, please, can you provide me with feedback? And that's what we really want to know, and that's what we really need our young people to to take on is is feedback um, and how can I learn and grow from this and from this journey because um you may be an amazing candidate but it it might be something just a little bit different that they're looking for and that's okay um and that's absolutely fine but learn from it and and next time it'll be a different experience for you
1: can i ask just to build on that can i ask a, a curiosity question that i have and, and this is something that I, I i'm sure has come into my mind before so maybe it's coming to others is around as you get towards i guess that pointy end where hey i, I might get this role, or I might be the one that misses out. Is it worth, um, you know, having a proactive uh, conversation before that fact to ask? I don't know. Potentially the recruiter or the HR person. Hey, is there something that I I haven't shown, or is there something else that I could show? You know, can I go off script here a little bit and not just wait for the next meeting? Is that something you would recommend?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd be talking to the recruiter around um, who's my interview panel, um, what do I need to know about them. Um, I'd be looking them up on LinkedIn. Um, doing my research on, on who is going to be interviewing. Don't connect with them before the interview though because it's really nice um, after you're on the interview panel um, to go back in, connect with them. Um, Hi, Bill, it was lovely to meet you today. Um, da, 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 and thank them for their time. Um, so that's, that's a really nice thing to do. But yes, absolutely speak to recruitment around who is going to be on the panel, who is going to be interviewing you. Um, and any uh, anything else that they can um, offer you absolutely
1: awesome love, love that little bit of advice as well uh, connect after the fact now I want it back to you Sharon Sharon um, you've your business pretty new as you've mentioned mm. where are you gonna where are you gonna take it where wh- where's where's the vision can you what can you share with us about that
0: yeah, so for me, um, on, on my website, you probably got the um, the vibe that I, I work a little bit differently. Um, for me, it's about building the relationships with with young adults and um, a, a, a prolonged time with my clients. So um, three months to 12 months working with them in, in the process. So it's, it's around building the relationship and, and watching them flourish. So um, for me, uh, my vision is, to have um, a smaller amount of authentic clients that I'm working with to see outcomes and progression and growth. Um, at the same time, I'm, I'm working with the AIS as a um, career practitioner at the moment as well. So um, supporting athletes prior to... Um, prior to Tokyo and um, obviously Paris down the track. And it's been a really interesting time working um, with the athletes with the Olympics being postponed. So I guess in that aspect, um, supporting as, as much as I can, not only athletes, but, but coaches as well.
1: Awesome, Sharon. Um, the, guy, the guys and the girls that are in that program are going to be in some safe hands. Um, you know, really inspiring and, and awesome work that you're doing. You know, across uh, all the different fields, as you've mentioned. You know, students, athletes, doing Indigenous coaching, um, and obviously the the most recent work with adapt people around. Um, you know, the impacts of COVID and working through that, which has been so crucial and will continue uh, as we kind of navigate this. Um, Hey, I've really enjoyed our time. Thank you so much. Um, You know, I'm stoked that you're a listener of the podcast. That's humbling uh, first and (laughs) foremost. But it's been awesome having you as a guest. Um, I'd love to get you back uh, another time as well, um, you know, just to, just to hear how you're going, juggling everything because, uh, you yeah, you're working on plenty and, and that's a task in itself. So, um, look, I'm sure the listeners enjoyed this. Thank you again, um, big time, uh, for being a guest on the podcast.
0: No, thank you, Dane. Really appreciate it. And as I said at the start, this is a really valuable podcast that um, I'm sure a lot of young people will get value out of. So congratulations.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Sharon. Have an awesome day.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: Hey there, this is Dane. I just wanted to say a quick but very big thanks for listening to this episode of the Dream Job Ready podcast. Uh, That was Sharon Donaghy. What an amazing guest uh, and some really valuable advice that she shared throughout that interview. Uh, I've included all of her references and links that she talked to in the podcast description, so please go back and check that out. Last but not least, please subscribe, rate, comment on this podcast uh, to help share it throughout to the wider network. Uh, And you can also connect with us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Dream Job Ready. Hope you're having an awesome day. See you on the next episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.